is when is it okay for a man to be not okay? Because I feel there's a lot of men that are walking around here with um, broken hearts and dry faces, which means we carry a lot of pain, but we don't show it. I don't get to show what I'm actually feeling. And the pain, it hurts, but I have to shake it off. There's a lot more to this straight face that I carry. And we need to talk about that so we can deal with it. Welcome to The Authentic Exchange, where real men have real conversations and engage in authentic communication. I'm here today with a very special guest and fellow podcaster, Jahari Collier, a good friend and host of Adjusted Perception Podcast. Um, I'm happy to have you today. I appreciate you taking the time to join me and, you know, share your story and give some of your insight and, you know, lend some of your experience. So what about the last episode resonated with you? In the last episode, um, what really resonated with me was just the conversation of is when is it okay for a man to be not okay? Because I feel there's a lot of men that are walking around here with um, broken hearts and dry faces, which means we carry a lot of pain, but we don't show it. Um, so I think it's that is something that definitely resonated with me. And it's like, yeah, this is a conversation that we need to have to help men and women just open up and understand that there's a lot more to this straight face that I carry. Tell me a little bit about the quote that you just said. I think that's very, uh, very interesting. Can you give me a little insight into that? Well, um, I picked the quote up from my little brother, Darrell. He had a, um, a rap song that he's done out, he has put out, um, and I titled it Important. And in there, he's talking about um, that his heart's broke, but his face dry. Pain hurts, but I shake mine, which just, to me, it just says that, you know, my heart is broken and I don't get to show what I'm actually feeling. And the pain, it hurts, but I have to shake it off. I can't display or show what I'm dealing with. So it's 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 definitely one of those quotes, a uh, uh, part of his rhyme that has stuck with me since he put it out that there's a lot of men out there that have broken hearts and dry faces. And we need to talk about that so we can deal with it. So... Can you tell me a time where maybe you felt like, you know, you had a broken heart or was there something going on? Was, has there ever been, you know, a moment in your life that you felt like maybe you weren't okay? And, you know, how'd you deal with it? Or there any, any, any moment where you felt like you were in that type of situation? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely been a lot of times in my life. I have to say that, I've been in that situation on one moment that kind of resonated with me that I don't say resonated, but that made me realize that sometimes men don't get the attention um, when they're dealing with stuff um, that women do. And it was um, during my separation with my wife, I was having a conversation with one, with one of my sisters and we're talking about everything that's going on. And in the midst of it, I'm realizing that what I'm dealing with is secondary to what my wife was dealing with. And um, everybody's thoughts and concerns were more on that than what I was dealing with, which made me just continue to look at it as like, man, men don't really get the acknowledgement or the freedom to have other emotions other than being angry and, and being happy. Those are like our only two authorized feelings. We can't be sad or depressed um, or display that we're in a, a moment of being lost. So when you came to that realization and you realized that, you know, your feelings were kind of being put on the back burner and that it was really all about your wife, how did that make you feel? It made me feel lonely um it made me feel like 
I was not, nobody cared about what I was dealing with. Nobody was trying to understand or feel what I was experiencing. And it was um, just a terrible feeling that put definitely in a, in a place of a depression because it's just like, man, who cares or who's worried about what I'm dealing with? Who's going to help me through this? Who's going to support me um, through what I'm dealing with? And it just felt like I didn't have any of that. Not saying that they weren't there, um, but it didn't feel like I didn't have that at all. I completely understand. Um, you know, that's really what this episode is all about. Um, understanding and beginning to recognize and deal with and have these type of conversations. And again, I just want to express my gratitude and my thanks for your willingness to open up and, and share about this because I think that it will it'll be very beneficial to, you know, a ton of men out there that are experiencing the same thing. You know, I've come to the realization that oftentimes we all deal with similar issues and sometimes we lack the courage to have a conversation, whether it's with our boys, whether it's with our, our friends or our loved ones um, for that very reason, because you feel like, hey, man, they just kind of, you know, push it off to the side. They just kind of, you know, blow it off or 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 just kind of indifferent to it altogether. And so um, I want you to, you know, dive in and, and talk about that experience and um, share with us how you got through it, what it was like um, dealing with it um, and, you know, kind of give some insight into what it was like. I'm sure that was a difficult place to be in. You know, were there factors that led up to you kind of get into that place where you felt like, hey, maybe I'm in a state of depression or I'm wearing down? Was there anything that you noticed? Um, definitely. There was probably times where, like, um, well, I knew I wasn't at my best. You know, there are times where you're dealing with stuff and you being yourself, you've been with you for your entire life. You know when you're on and when you're off. And when you're realizing you're off a lot more than when you're really on is when I realized that, hey, there has to be something going on with me right now. And opening up to talk to somebody isn't always the easiest thing to do because a lot of folks don't really understand what you're dealing with. And then also, not everybody's open to dealing with that stuff because it's something that they haven't dealt with themselves. So um, it takes you to be open and vulnerable and then even the person that you're dealing with to be open and vulnerable. But if you have one person that's open and the other person isn't, it kind of doesn't help the conversation to move forward because then you're just, you may get looked at differently, which makes us hesitant to open up and say, hey, man, this is what I'm dealing with, man. I feel like this. When she left, I felt like this. Or while she was gone, I felt like this. Or the kids, they're not giving me this attention or the kids are making me feel this kind of way. It's not a conversation you hear between most men. It's like, man, I deal with these other things that happen within a marriage or relationship, whether it's with your spouse or with your kids, that we deal with this stuff, but we don't talk about it. And that's just because growing up, we've always been told as a man, it's like, think about it. You have a little boy fall and a little girl fall. We look at the little boy and we'll tell him, hey man, get up, suck it up, stop crying. And we're basically already starting to train him to not deal with his emotions or the pain that he's dealing with. Okay. But the little girl, we'll pick her up, we'll brush her off, we'll baby her, we'll hold her, we'll tell her it's gonna be okay. And we kind of just let her be and deal with her emotions at that time. But as a little boy, we're not doing that stuff. We're starting to already train them in the mindset that whatever you deal with, you gotta pick up and carry. Nobody's gonna really help you through this. Take care of it yourself. So did you have the opportunity to express how you were feeling or did you literally have to, you know, bottle everything up and, and hold it inside yourself? At the time, I think I did a lot more bottling up just because in the midst of um, the separation and stuff, because I was the one that initiated it, um, there was a guilt that I carried with it because okay. it's like, you know, as a man, we want to take care of our family. We Absolutely. want to support our wives, our kids. We want to be the head of the house. 
we want to be that person but then when we break and we're not that person we deal with not being that person that we're trying to be and it's um a struggle that we have to mentally one become honest with ourselves to say that hey i'm not this person but i have a situation that i need to work through and i need to find out how to work through it just being honest with that at first with yourself will start you being able on the journey to talk with other people because we got to be honest with ourselves first before we can be honest with anybody else i i absolutely agree with that um wholeheartedly um many people know <laughs> one of my uh mantras in life is don't bullshit yourself and you know i say that simply because sometimes we have to get to a place where we can look in the mirror and have a hard conversation with ourselves um, and really begin the process of addressing where we're at, um, whether that's mentally, physically, um, in hopes that we are able to gain awareness and move forward um, in, in healing ourselves and making ourselves better um, in dealing with or finding solutions to the situations that we find ourselves in. And so um, I agree with you wholeheartedly with that. Now, you said earlier that, you know, we kind of hesitate as men. A lot of it does have to do with the conditioning that we receive growing up. You mentioned the fact that you may be looked at differently. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, being looked at differently as in not as strong. Um, your manhood is always challenged when you're not the the stone statue that is carrying all the weight and leading the pack and doing all stuff when you're less than that then you're not looked at as much as a man it's like you may feel like i'm not meeting the bar and that's that less than there that we feel and i think every man has a moment in time that we deal with it whether it's quietly or loud out loud that we feel that vulnerable moment and we don't want to expose ourselves to that we don't ever want to expose that because we're taught that showing any kind of vulnerability somebody's going to take advantage of that and then you're going to be somehow infiltrated and defeated by opening up yourself so you don't expose any of your vulnerabilities so um i think um i think you're 100 right and that is really again why I wanted to create this podcast. I wanted to build this platform to give men um, the space, the um, environment, the atmosphere to openly share what we deal with and oftentimes hide and, you know, tuck away or, or um, keep from other people, man. You know, all the while it's killing us. It's, it's, you know, stressing us out. It's got anxiety high. It's got depression high. And, um, you know, I really think that, you know, what you're saying reigns really true. And so I, uh, again, appreciate the fact and the willingness to share because part of what I believe this podcast is able to do is allow men to normalize sharing and being vulnerable. I think it takes a lot of strength I think it takes a lot of courage to open up and to share. <laughs> <laughs> My bad about that. That's all good, hey, bro. Look, this is the situation. So um, there was a meme that I caught on Instagram the other day that shows, is an example of how society um, picks on men when they're vulnerable. So okay. the meme was one that showed how um, when Tyrese broke down online about not seeing his daughter. And that became a joke because it's like this man's on TV whining about not seeing his daughter. But have you ever lived through the experience where your wife, your girlfriend, your baby mama is keeping your kid away from you and you're trying to be the father that you didn't have when you were growing up? So you're trying to be a part of your daughter's life. You're trying to be a part of your son's life. But because of the legal system, because of the way society is, it's okay for her to take the child away from me because she feels she has the right. I'm the mama. And they made fun of him on that. Or um, when Will Smith was dealing with the situation with Jada, finding out about 
um, August Alcina in that situation. They made fun of him in the midst of that, but that was a real vulnerable moment. Absolutely. That he was dealing with, and it's like, man, is it okay for us to have these feelings and emotions to feel the hurt and the pain? And why is it that it's okay for us to have a joke made about it than to realize that, hey, this is a person that's dealing with something, regardless of the money that they make and the position that they have in the spotlight, at the end of the day, they're human. And a human person deals with emotions and they deal with all the same emotions, whether you're a man or a woman, we deal with it. But the only thing is that society accepts it for a woman, but shuns it for a man. You're supposed to carry it on. Like when August Alcina was telling everybody how he felt about Jada and how that stuff hit him and it hurt him. They was like, man, he should suck it up. He's supposed to carry that weight. He's supposed to do this. He's supposed to do that. But at the end of the day, he's a person that was hurt. His heart was broke, but he wasn't being told that he was allowed to cry about it. He was like, you need to keep that to yourself. G code, whatever it is, because of the position he was playing, it was not being allowed for him to feel that way. So I was trying to pull this up just so I can <laughs> say something about it. But um, it's just to me, it's just really crazy how we see these people and we're, we're watching them, but we're not giving them the opportunity to space to be vulnerable, to be human, to be safe in their emotions. And that's definitely one of the things like when we're talking, it's just like, are, is it okay for a man to be vulnerable? Is it okay for us to deal with this hurt and pain? Yes, it's okay, but are you really allowing us to deal with it? It's probably a bigger question. It's like, is, are you guys really supporting um, a man dealing with his emotional pain, his hurt, his depressions, his shortcomings, um, the stuff that we don't talk about? Um, are you creating a, a safe environment for them to have this conversation? Because a lot of times the women that we're with, we don't want to talk to them because the times that we have been vulnerable and open to them, they give us this verbal beating. Okay. And, and just like anything else, if you, if I burn myself here, I'm not going to touch the fire again. Right. So if I open <laughs> up and I'm bringing this information to you, you may not even realize that I'm opening up to you, but the way you respond to it will make me respond too. So I may not open back up to you that way again. It may make me pull that back from being honest about this is how I'm thinking or this is how I'm feeling. Um, and we need to be more accepting and listening to what people are actually saying and not taking this stuff to heart. And I know I'm saying a whole lot, but. Oh, no, man, you you are you are fine, man. So I guess my question to you is, how did you navigate it um, when you were feeling this way? When you, you know, you know, felt the pressure? I mean, you know, separation, that's a lot, man. Like you said, you're dealing with stuff with the kids or, you know, different emotional needs or depression or anxiety or just just the stress of it, how did you navigate it? What what were, you know, some of the things that you did? Uh, I did a lot of different things, some good things, some bad things. Um, I did drink a bit more back okay. in those days. I smoking cigarettes, and I'm not even a smoker like that, but I was smoking cigarettes just to try to find me a moment of peace or mm -hmm. to numb the feelings and thoughts that I'm dealing with because I didn't know how to deal with them. Who could I talk to about this stuff? And then what is the response or, or what are they gonna think about me now? So now I'm having to deal with these thoughts and stuff by myself. Luckily, I had some people around that were um, into law of attraction, the universe and meditation, which kind of helped started me on a journey on dealing with this stuff. But I also did go to therapists and psychiatrists and talk to them about the stuff because I realize we carry a whole lot in and if we don't let it out eventually we're going to bust eventually at some point in time we're going to break I think a lot of times we have a lot of health issues because we carry weight that we're really supposed to let go of but we don't like um I deal with migraines and sometimes I have heart issues and most of the time those things flare up a whole lot more when I'm stressing about stuff that I'm not either a dealing with or talking to people about and um, realizing that that was having an effect on my health was one of those things that made me realize like I got to start dealing with this stuff. I got to figure out how to get past 
the fear of other people's opinions and their thoughts and realize that at the end of the day, I'm looking for some help. And if these people want to laugh at me while I'm trying to find help, then they really ain't the people that I thought they were. So let me ask you this. Why do you think it's so difficult for us to release and let go of the thing that's hurting us? Could be a couple different things. Um, I think it's the way the society looks at us. Um, and then sometimes it's security. You know, we know this pain. We know this pain, so I'm comfortable with this pain. Um, I know we had a conversation before. It's, it's kind of like you know somebody who has a disability, and instead of going to get that fixed, they learn to maneuver through life with this disability. Mm -hmm. And even though, yeah, you can fix it, I don't wanna fix it because in order for it to fix it, I gotta deal with what it is. And I don't wanna deal with it. So, um, <laughs> did that answer the question? Yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's no uh, right or wrong answer as much as it is, you know, just getting um, some thoughts. And I think, you know, I think that is a very um, great answer in the sense that I know a lot of people that have gotten so comfortable and used to uh, dealing with pain or discomfort or stress or anxiety or depression um, that literally, because it's so familiar, the thought of not feeling that scares them. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it scares them in the sense that they're thinking like, okay, I know what this feels like. This is familiar. This is this is a comfort zone now. You know, like you said, I've 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 dealt with it. I've learned to adjust my life to deal with it. But you've never really dove in and tried to heal from it. You know, and um, I think that that is a, a a big reason. You know, and I definitely, you know, want more men, want more people, just in general, to. Um, really, you know, take the first steps to beginning to deal with and beginning the process of healing. Now, I know you, you said that, you know, you smoked a little bit more, um, you were smoking cigarettes, you were, um, you know, drinking a little bit more and you were just kind of looking for some peace, something to numb the, the feeling that you were feeling, some kind of relief from just what you were feeling. Um, I'd speak in the episode and I mentioned the fact that, you know, oftentimes we try to self-medicate first, you know, um, and sometimes we don't even realize it. It just becomes like a default action. I feel this inside. And so my mind just says, okay, you know what? Let me just drink a little bit more. Um, what was it that made you feel like, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to go see somebody. Maybe I need to go talk to somebody, you know, versus, you know, kind of drinking a little bit or trying to handle it yourself. The thing that, because I know that, I was carrying the weight and the only way for me to carry the weight was to release these thoughts. And I needed to talk to somebody that was um, not a part of any of what I was dealing with. And that can give me a, an honest perspective from the outside looking in. So being able just to go before this the therapist and then talk to them about like, hey, um, I'm having this feelings about my marriage. I'm having this feeling about work. I'm, carrying this stress from this past family hurt that I had growing up, um, realizing that talking to them was one, it was helping me to identify some of the stuff that I was dealing with, because sometimes we don't even realize what we're dealing with until we start talking this stuff out. Mm -hmm. So um, in the midst of talking it out, then I'm starting to realize, okay, like, okay, that may be a situation that I didn't realize that I was carrying because it was one of those hurts that I got used to carrying all the time. I learned to function and live with this emotion. Yeah, that mentally, mental emotional dysfunction. I just got used to it and it didn't matter um, to get fixed because it's like, you know, I'm comfortable with this pain. But um, definitely going to a therapist and talking that stuff out was definitely a beginning part of um, understanding what was going on with me and then just trying to find an avenue from that way to deal with it. So what, what gave you the courage to 
share your story and share, you know, some of your experience today. Um, you know, how did you gain the strength to, you know, navigate the, the thoughts that, Hey man, how will people perceive this? Or how will people look at me? You know, what gave you the strength to say, Hey man, I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to share, you know, my truth and my experience, um, without, you know, any kind of reservation or without thought to how other people, you know, may respond to it. Well, one, because I feel like in life, our job is to assist and help one another. We were created to be a society of a collective group and not individuals. We're, we're made to be individuals, but we're supposed to all come together to work our piece to make the collective group work. So my courage for coming out was just wanting to be out and talk with folks that deal with this stuff because I know there's a lot of folks that are dealing with this um, and they're not always saying that they're dealing with it. And somebody needed to step up to say it just to start the conversation so that you start talking with your loved ones and you ask them what's really going on. You ask them whether or not, am I a safe place for you to actually be open and vulnerable to share this stuff up, share the stuff with? Um, because we'll carry it. A man is gonna carry his stuff. What made me want to do this is because I've, I'm a father of girls and eventually one day they're gonna get married to a man and I want them to understand what we deal with and accept it, but also um, Mm -hmm. see that it's okay <laughs> I want them to see that it's okay um, so I, I needed to be open and vulnerable just because it's something that I'm, I'm, I want to establish and put for my kids and then just to help other people out that are dealing with it because when I was going through it I felt like I was by myself and I was alone and nobody else deals with this kind of pain but we do we just don't talk about it so I figured if I start the conversation at least that'll help somebody else start the conversation that they were afraid to do. So what was the scariest part of it? I know you said, you know, when you were feeling like you were by yourself or when you were dealing with the pain and the hurt of, of the separation, you know, what, what was the scariest part for you? Scariest part was just being by myself um, and not knowing how to, to maneuver through what I was dealing with because there isn't, it's not like we grow up and your dad's just talking to you, he's like, hey son, you're gonna deal with this kind of pain. And when this happens, this is where you should be going or this is how you should be thinking or these are some of the actions that you should be doing. So it was scary being in uncharted territory by myself and not having um, a community to support me through that because it's not a conversation that is discussed or shared and in the community of men it just isn't like when was the last time you remember your homeboy coming up to you and say man i'm really messed up because of my divorce i'm really messed up because me and old girl broke up or i'm really messed up because this is happening at work we don't have those conversations not the circles that i've seen or been around I just expose it's not a, an open conversation that we have that exposes the vulnerability and the true feelings that we carry. I um, I get to have these type of conversations, as you know, on a regular basis. And um, I get to have them simply because what I recognized is that there are a lot of men that are hurting. Yeah, definitely. You know, and what I've tried to do is provide the space. I've tried to hold the space to allow men to share. And I try to... Um, approach it from a non-judgmental standpoint and just um, try to have empathy and compassion um, because my journey was very, very similar in the sense that I realized that when I begin to become vulnerable, when I begin to open up and I begin to share, like it released a whole lot of weight for me. It, it took a lot of the pressure off of me and it also helped me to connect with the people that I was around in a much more um, authentic and meaningful way. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I think those are the things that we're looking for in life are just those, those, those connections, those interactions with people where 
it, it's genuine and it's real. And the moments where we feel like we can show up and truly be ourselves and we don't have to hold anything back because, you know, nobody's going to try to call out my manhood and nobody's going to make a joke about it. And I think, uh, you know, when you brought that up, we do, you know, I'm, I'm sure that um, a lot of us were guilty about the Will Smith stuff or the Tyree stuff, but those are real situations. And, you know, I know several guys that have been in those situations and while they were going through them, you know, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't funny, you know? And so I just want to, you know, try to keep these conversations going. I just want to, um, you know, try to foster more of these conversations and, and, you know, what, what would you say, or what do you think are some ways to do that? You know, what, what would you have told your friends, um, back then to, that, that you needed from them or, or what would you, if, if you could go back and say, Hey guys, you know, I was dealing with this and I needed this from you, or you could have helped me if you had done this or you had done that. What's some of those things that, um, you know, maybe come to mind or you maybe think of? Well, first, let me tell you, thank you for um, what you do, because being one of your customers and a friend of yours that does come into the shop to get a, uh, a cut from you, a lot of those conversations have definitely helped with some of this strength that I'm having today is because your vulnerability and being open about what you're dealing with or what you have dealt with or, or you've seen and experienced helped me to be open about what I deal with also because it made me connect with you with I'm not by myself in dealing with this. And so learning from your experience helped me to deal with my experience. And so, like I said, it takes somebody to initiate that conversation in order for somebody to start, in, st order, in order for other people to start talking about it so that they're able to start managing and dealing with their stuff. Now, what would I advise or um, go back to my friends to say is like back in those days, it's just being present, being present, um, asking those questions and sincerely trying to seek out what's going on with those with your friends and your people um i have a guy that i'm i'm, I'm cool with now and i do daily checks on him because he's dealing with some stuff right now okay and um i know he's not always open to talk about it but i i'm always wanting to make sure that he knows he has uh, a safe place where nobody's going to judge him whether he makes a decision to go left or to go right that he's cool with whichever one he does I'm like at the end of the day i'm still your boy i'm still your friend i just want to let you know you're not by yourself and you don't have to shoulder this stuff alone so that would be what i would tell um my people from back in the day was be like hey just being present and letting someone know that you don't have to shoulder the stuff alone because it's it's not easy to deal with by yourself but then also being a supportive person it's not always easy to deal with because you're like i haven't experienced that before so I don't know necessarily what to do. You don't have to really do anything, but be present, listen, and um, support. Yeah, no, I um, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think that um, a large part of it is just showing up and asking the questions. This episode. I labeled a wellness check, you know, and, you know, my call to action was really, hey, man, men, check on the men in your circle, check on the men in your life and, you know, really sincerely ask, man, how are you? How you doing, man? What are you dealing with? And I think, you know, we have to begin to embrace this idea of dealing with our emotions and, and, and normalizing the idea that men do have emotions. You know, like you said earlier, the only thing that we, we look at as acceptable is, you know, being extremely happy or excited about something and we're limited or confined to uh, being happy about certain things or being pissed off and fighting and angry or upset, you know, um, and so we have to get to a place where we understand that there's a wide range of emotions and that we are full emotional beings as well. And, um, you know, I definitely think that 
you know, this conversation is going to be powerful and, and helpful in that. Um, as you went through your journey and as you, you know, dealt with the pain and you begin to, you know, have conversations and, and seek therapy and, um, you know, just begin the healing process. What was that process like for you? It was, it was like the journey of walking. Um, just as a baby, when you first start off, you're uh, just turning over, moving yourself from left to right, and then beginning to sit up and then crawl. And in the journey of is healing was the same thing. Is because at first it was just like, let me be honest with myself about what I'm what I'm dealing with or what I'm feeling, and then being able to share that um, openly. Um, was the beginning of it and then just realizing okay there are other ways to manage and deal with what I'm going through um, that what you're dealing with is a temporary situation it is not going to last forever which is one of those false things that we tell ourselves like I have to deal with this for the rest of my life I gotta handle this and this is all I gotta do I'm a man so I gotta suck it up and carry it and that's, that's such a false uh, mindset that the world has put on men um in dealing with their stuff and through my journey realizing that that's such a false thing because you're limiting me as a man saying that the only thing that I can have is be happy or be mad but there are so many different things in that spectrum from being happy and being mad that I deal with and being okay with that um, with yourself and then with the people that you're around being okay with that is is definitely a part of that journey so um that's definitely one of the things I say. So growing through that and knowing myself, being honest with myself, and then being open and dealing with those things has been my journey. So as time is progressing, even now, I'm not perfect at what I deal with when I'm dealing with stuff, but I'm definitely better than what I was five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and that's the thing is that this is a progressive journey that you're gonna always be working at, evolving and making yourself better. So it's, it's just a journey that I, I'm on and I'm enjoying as I progress through it. So, um, yeah. Well, um, I, I agree. It is a, um, a journey. It's a progression and, you know, it doesn't, you know, just happen all at once. You don't just wake up one day and boom, you know, magically everything is healed and everything is good. And, you know, you, you don't have any more challenges or you, you don't have any more um, pain or stress or, or things that you deal with. And so, you know, learning great strategies and, and learning how to consistently talk and deal with the things that, that we deal with or talk about the things that we deal with um, are going to be really, really helpful to, you know, progressing on that journey. And, you know, it makes me wonder you know, were you able to, as you, as you grown, I'm sure you picked up some different, um, strategies and some different tools or resources. Um, have you kind of put together what I like to call a self care routine, or is there something that you do to kind of protect, um, your mental health and your, just your overall, just your well being? Because I think that's really what we're, we're talking about is, is the, just the well being. you know, we, we look at it, and sometimes we're physically strong, but it's that pain. It's the stuff that we don't see inside that is really causing the most harm. And so, you know, what have you throughout your journey been able to, you know, pick up as tools and, and resources to create, you know, kind of a system, uh, a barrier so that when things are challenging, when things are getting stressful, you know, it doesn't just overwhelm you, but that you have buffers, you have, you know, speed bumps or something in place that, that, you know, kind of sound the alarm. Hey, you know what? Maybe I need to go do this. Or maybe I need to go do that. Um, so the things that I do is, is one, I recognize that, okay, hey, I'm off today. And then I start looking, I was, okay, uh, what can I do to start changing the way that I'm feeling? So one thing is that I, I know that the fight is, is a mental thing. So you have to get the way that you're thinking about stuff under control. So you need to definitely speak more positive things or think positive thoughts and realize that there's a solution to whatever problem that you're dealing with. And then just allowing um, the universe yourself to have those answers come up. Um, 
meditation is one thing that I do that helps out also. Exercising is definitely one of those things that I also put in just to kind of help relieve some of those tension, tension that I deal with and definitely having to mentally um, encourage, motivate. Um, there are some of those, what do they call them? Those, um, like word of the day or, or word of the day inspirational say, quotes or something all of those things so those things they work because you have to you feed yourself affirmations there we go my man <laughs> 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 and affirmation those things right there i definitely there's a book that i'm reading right now that you hit me on to um called the power of the subconscious mind and i'm reading the throughout that book and there's different affirmations that i pick up and i use on my day-to-day um, journey and what I'm dealing with. So when I'm thinking certain thoughts, I'll start to repeat some of these things. And sometimes I pray um, and I talk with God, I talk with myself about these things. These are the things that I do that when I know that I'm starting to head down that dark tunnel of, of let's see, we call it, I like to say that is where you're, you're non-productive, unproductive. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Because I think when we get into, some of us deal with our, our, our depression through being non-productive, which is just sitting in it and we need to actually start doing stuff to change the way that we're feeling about it so we have to be active um so these are just some of the things and tools that i have in place to help myself when i'm getting into um or feeling myself going down that road so what do you do when you need a moment you know um just a moment for yourself what do you do what what's is there, you know, outside of, you know, you said exercising or reading, is there anything else that you do that just, hey, man, this, you know, helps me de-stress. It helps me, you know, relax. Running, playing pool. And I like to watch movies because I feel like there's times when I need to just turn my mind off from actually trying to resolve a situation. Um, because I, I feel as men, we're kind of programmed to fix stuff. Oh, so yeah. even in ourselves, <laughs> we're we're constantly like, this has to be done. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to fix this. I got to resolve this. I got to do this. And we need to stop. We need to stop and just take a break. So um, even hanging out with the boys sometimes, going out to have a cigar or um, just going out to watch a game, just doing something that's not going to be, let's see, a, a solution dependent like it doesn't need okay. that stuff so those are the type of thought things that i'm doing um outside of those other ones so i'm curious um you talk a lot about you know just the awareness that you've gained in terms of understanding or recognizing when you're feeling a certain way can you talk to or speak about you know what that was like how did you how did you develop that awareness what was it that you know helped you kind of you know clue in on you know what you know, here's some warning signs or here's some, you know, red flags that, hey, you know what, I need to stop. I need to, you know, slow down and I need to, you know, start prior, uh, prioritizing my, my well-being again. I'm normally an upbeat person. I like to joke. I like to laugh. I like to talk. Um, and when I find myself in a position where I don't want to talk and my energy of being very happy and excited about today is lower than what it normally is and i'm finding myself thinking thoughts that are taking me down a sadder road um, because most of the time it'll start off at the beginning of the day with you missed this or i wish i had that or i didn't complete this thing here or this is too hard and you we beat ourselves mentally in some way oh absolutely and and once you start that beating it's kind of like oh man how do you pull back from that? And then after you get the whooping, <laughs> after you get the whooping, you still feeling the sting. Is like, how do I get over the pain of what I'm dealing with? So throughout the time, uh, throughout my years, I've noticed how my mind functions when it starts to go down those roads of finding ways to um, guilt myself or to beat myself for not making the mark that I set for myself or comparing myself to other people. Um, things along those lines is when I realize, okay, my thought process is not really 
building myself up. So I need to start looking at ways to change what I'm thinking or feeling because those thoughts aren't really a reality of what's actually happened. It's just a happening. It's just what I'm thinking about myself. So I'm putting this judgment on me. So once I stop putting so much judgment on myself is when I start to realize, okay, we can deal with this stuff. And then I start putting some of those tools, whether it's meditating, reading or listening to something that's actually going to encourage and build me up is when I start to come out of that feeling of that mindset. Man, I think you just hit on something that is huge that um, I don't think that we we discuss enough. As men, we oftentimes have a tendency to beat ourselves up. We oftentimes have a, a tendency to judge ourselves um, and, and speak harshly to ourselves for things that we, you know, feel like we haven't accomplished or we haven't done or the things that we you know, maybe felt like we let ourselves down with and those things right there. And so, um, you know, one of the questions that I ask um, in the wellness checkup episode is just that, going back to your example, if one of your kids was to fall and hurt themselves, one of your boys, you know, was to come to you and say, hey man, I'm dealing with this, I'm, I'm struggling. Or, or if it was your wife, and you would show them compassion. You would approach it from a different way. Why is it so hard for us to approach ourselves with the same level of compassion, um, non-judgmental, um, you know, um, love that we need to get through these situations? Um, they're inevitably going to happen, but I, I'm curious as to why we are so hard on ourselves and you know, we act like, hey, man, you know, it, it, I have to beat myself up. I have to, you know, it's enough that you get things from the outside. You know, you, you may get stuff from, you know, other people. But, you know, what you're doing to yourself in terms of that internal um, dialogue, that internal conversation that you're having with yourself, um, I think it's very, very um, powerful to observe and see if you are beating yourself down or if you're internal conversation is building you up but you know it's it's one of the things i think i look at it as a, as a society type situation and we're not taught self-love as a man you're not taught to love yourself you're not taught to take care of yourself we're taught to take care of everybody else we're taught to support everybody else we're taught to be there for everybody else we're taught to carry this stuff for everybody else, but we're not taught to deal with it ourselves or how to help ourselves deal with this. I think nowadays, and when I say nowadays, I mean within the last maybe four or five years, I think it's becoming more common to hear men do things to take care of themselves for their own mental health. But before then, it, it wasn't something that is, is discussed or talked about or shared even between homeboys. So uh, what I'm hearing you really say or, 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 you know, the thought that it's spurring in my mind as I listen to you is that we have to, we really have to learn how to shift what we feel like is valuable. You know, we focus our energy, we focus our time on providing and we feel like our value as men is wrapped up solely in what we can provide how we can, you know, find a solution to this, how we can fix this or how we can fix that and how we can make things better. And you you hit the nail on the head. We haven't been taught how to love ourselves, how to value ourselves, to understand that our value is greater than the possessions, um, the material things, the resources that we provide. And so we have to learn to take the focus from just being a, provider of material possessions to valuing ourselves yeah to really you know being able to love on ourselves and you know really feel like we're worth it you know <laughs> i think that it it's um it's strange even sitting here saying that because i mean you just so many thoughts are running through my head right now like you were you were you were spot on um i can't ever remember <laughs> You know, having any kind of conversation growing up thinking like, hey, man, you know, it's OK for me to show myself love, you know. And so um, that's why I asked, you know, a self-care or self-love 
you know, routine, you know, things that we can do daily to show ourselves love and to appreciate ourselves. But not only that, but um, I think that we have to learn to forgive ourselves for our shortcomings. You know, um, one of the things that I normally do when I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm carrying some weight on myself as I go look in the mirror and I say, Josh, I forgive you for, you know, and I may list, hey, you know, not showing up like this. Josh, I forgive you for, you know, allowing this to happen to you or for, you know, not responding in this situation this way. And, you know, I do that on a consistent basis because that helps me to check in with me. Do you do anything like that? I know you said the affirmations. Do you do anything like that where you, you know, have a process of uh, forgiving yourself um, for, you know, whatever, you know, shortcomings or, or, or issues or things that you, you know, war with yourself. Yeah, man. You know, the crazy thing, I think I said the crazy thing. We had a discussion. He was telling me, he's like, Jahari, one of the things that you should probably do is um, go through the same process. Tell yourself that I forgive myself of this um, and then make a promise to yourself that you're going to make this, this change or this commitment to yourself to doing that. So that has definitely been one of my things that I have incorporated into my day-to-day -day life now. It's like, if I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm falling short. I'll tell myself, Jahari, I forgive you for fucking up on this. Yeah. I forgive you for not doing this right here when you were supposed to or whatever. And then telling myself it's okay. And then telling myself, hey, I commit to you that we're going to do this because at the end of the day, it's, it's you. It's you that you have to deal with this and push yourself because any external force can can push you, but it still becomes a choice that you have to make whether or not you're going to allow that to push you forward or if you're going to stay where you are. I think a lot of times we fall back on um, this excuse that I don't have a choice and I ain't got a choice to to do this or be this or feel this way. I don't have a choice. And at the end of the day, we really do have a choice. When you don't make a choice to do anything different, you made a choice. Absolutely. So it's, it's making the mental choice to do something different, to be something different. You know, we can be anyone that we want to be. We can deal with whatever we want to. You just got to make that choice and that step to go towards it. There's nothing that's impossible for us to do. It's just them. You just got to make the choice that you can make it happen. And you got to go forward through it. That's the only way you're going to be able to fix it or get healed from it or get better from it is you have to push yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. You have to push yourself. But we do still need that support that encourages us on that road while we're doing it. Absolutely. Um, the support, the encouragement is is good from a supplemental standpoint. Um, but there is no substitute for you making a conscious choice and, and prioritizing yourself. You know, I think that, um, you know, a detriment of men um, is that we look and we choose to serve others before we look and we choose to serve ourselves and make sure that we're okay. Crazy, I'm sitting here thinking, talking, and we're talking, and I'm like, you know, it's like when you buy a gift to somebody, you don't mind blowing a lot of money on somebody else. If it's your old lady, it's your girlfriend, you don't mind buckling out a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars to make sure that they good. But then do you spend that same money on you? So what you just said is huge, man. And um, that's going to be a whole nother episode, man. <laughs> As men, we definitely have to learn to appreciate and again show yourself some love you know um i had an issue with that huge issue with that and uh, that's a, like i said this is going to definitely be another episode um because i learned through just understanding having conversation with my wife it was really hard for me to receive you know gifts it was really hard for me to go you know spend stuff on myself because i've been so trained and it's been so conditioned and ingrained in me that like I need to be making sure that I'm taking care of other people. You know, I need to be making sure that they're straight. And so, you know, when it comes a time or a moment where I'm thinking about doing something for me, it's almost like, um, nah, you know, uh, maybe I should probably go do this for that person. And it's like, no, you have to get to a place where you prioritize yourself. You know, one of the things that I say is that self-love and self-care is not selfish. 
And I think a lot of men have to understand that. I think we've been beat down um, verbally, um, you know, through society when we, you know, choose or take moments where we prioritize ourselves, you know, and I think we have to begin to do that, normalize that behavior because it's not selfish. Um, uh, example that I give is that you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, if, if, if you're depleted from giving and, 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 you know, fixing and putting out fires and, you know, finding solutions for everybody else that you don't have the capacity to help yourself, something's wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's just like you were saying, like the selfish part, we have made it to be such a negative thing to be selfish. I think it's with everything else in life, we have to find a balance with it. It's okay for you to be selfish with yourself, selfish with your time, selfish with your thoughts, because that's that's what you need to do for yourself at times. So you do need to take some time for you, and it's okay. It's okay for you to do some stuff for yourself. It's okay. And we have to be okay with that. Just like you said, we have to be okay, and it's all right to be selfish. We just got to balance out how we're managing that i kind of look at selfish um in my in my mind i see it as being self-oriented you know um you know because selfish when you hear the word there has been such a negative connotation with this oh man this person is doing this or this person is you know but i think it's that same mindset that we take it's the perspective that we choose to see that word in that, you know, holds us captive and, and doesn't allow us to fully, you know, look in and, you know, take care of ourselves. You know, we end up as men sacrificing so much of ourselves, um, you know, to take care of others and to do for others. And we often wear that as a, a badge of honor. You know, hey, man, I, I neglected myself, you know, so that I could do this or I could you know, give this person this or have this person could get that or they could do this or, you know, I, I work, you know, 60 hours or 80 hours to be able to provide this or to do this or to do that. But the reality is that you're wearing yourself out. And, you know, what we often don't realize is that when we wear ourselves out like that, the, the, the true resources that actually, you know, give us the meaningful connections and experiences in our lives get depleted our energy you know um <laughs> the the love that we have because we begin to build up resentment from sacrificing ourselves so many times i got to fall on the sword every single time to do this so all of the things that really bring value to the relationships and the people that we love we end up because we are so ingrained in this you know i can't focus on me i can't be self-oriented and and make sure that i'm okay we end up you know, losing and missing out on that. And there are a lot of relationships that suffer as a result of that. Yeah, <laughs> they do. I'm listening to you in the back of my mind. I'm thinking about there's the statistic on how women live longer than men. And my thoughts behind that is because we carry so much weight. We carry emotional weight, financial weight, our own mental weight and we're not given the avenues or the venues to deal with that stuff and move forward. But women are. It's acceptable for a woman to deal with her emotions, whether they are outlandish and crazy and wild. It's OK. But a man, it's like you get looked at differently for doing that. Um, so it, we've got to put ourselves first. We've got to take ourselves from from dying on the sword and taking the bullet for everybody and start looking at how we need to protect ourselves, how we need to um, build ourselves up. Because as you were talking about on the plane is that when the mask come down, they tell you to put your mask on first and then take care of everybody else. So in the same way is that in order for you to be the best man that you can be for the people that you love, you gotta take care of yourself. Must, yes sir. In order for you to be the good person for them, you gotta do that. If you got children you got daughters we're the example of what we're putting in front of them for them to look at what they're going to have later on their relationship or the man that they're with they're looking at you 
as the example, which is one of those pressures that we carry. We don't talk about it a lot, but that's a pressure that we carry. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I have conversations on a, on a regular basis with fathers that, you know, I, I ask, you know, if you couldn't say another word, you couldn't give your son any more advice. You couldn't give your daughter any more advice. What example? What would you show? What would you demonstrate in your actions that would help them, you know, be better, that would help them, you know, um, learn how to function and, and move throughout life? And, you know, I think prioritizing yourself and, and showing yourself love are um, things that I've kind of consistently heard, you know, um, from these men. And, and part of that, you know, when I think about it, you look at your, your, your daughters and I hear some men talk about their sons and just, you know, normalizing, hey, it's okay, man. You know, I think you have a very unique perspective with daughters because you get to kind of teach them um, how to respond to a man when he's dealing with something, you know, which is, which is, I don't, I don't know that a lot of women know kind of how to operate <laughs> in that they, they know how to deal with their emotions, but because it's, it, it comes across as so foreign uh, for a man to actually be dealing with something. The, the, the concept seems so like far-fetched that, oh, as a man, you can actually have emotions and you can be sad and you can be dealing with things. I think that they, they lack the, the, the knowledge or the skill um, to do it at times. And so, you know, what you're able to pour into them, I think is, is, is going to um, help them with the men that they deal with in, in, in their life and as they go throughout this journey as well. So, you know, I want to just, again, say thank you for taking this time to have this conversation. Um, you know, it's a very, very, very needed conversation. And, you know, my hope is that more men will be willing to have these type of conversations to express how they feel, what they're thinking, and do it from an honest and transparent place. You know, no shame, no fear of judgment. Um, nobody's manhood is being called into question. I think it it, it takes, uh, uh, like I said, a lot of courage, a lot of strength to acknowledge a weakness, um, to acknowledge a fault, to acknowledge when you're in pain. It takes a lot of strength to be able to say, I need help. It takes that. And so, you know, I commend any brother that, you know, is willing to speak up and say, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to do this on my own. Um, one of the things that I say, and I mean it, it's uh, one of the African proverbs that I love that really resonates with me is that if you want to go fast, you know, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go together. And this, you know, forum, this podcast is my attempt to bring men together. It's my attempt to uh, get us to learn to go together, man, and that, you know, we can build each other up, you know, that we can really help strengthen each other because I think that we strengthen our families, we strengthen our communities, um, we strengthen the world when we can support each other, when we can be um, healthy, you know, not just physically, but mentally, and and when we can prioritize our well-being. I think that that... Um, that that is a powerful place to be in and it's a um a place that that overall has impact on on everybody and everyone that that we come into contact with man and so again i just want to say i appreciate you i thank you for um sharing your experience uh one last thing before we wrap up let me ask you this um is there any last piece of advice or anything that you want to share with the men um and just leave as 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 a lasting thought as we wrap this up the thing that i would like to leave with you guys is that things don't get fixed unless you speak about it there we will take your actions and the way that you are as is if you never say that it's you know a problem um so you can never fix I was thinking, in my mind I'm thinking of like a squeaky wheel we see the, the squeaky wheel but nobody really cares to fix the squeaky wheel because the squeaky wheel is still functioning and doing what it's supposed to do okay. it's still 
carrying whatever load and pressing forward and making its way along the path and journey. But at the end of the day, that wheel is not supposed to squeak. And that squeaking sound is, is the, the cry out that, hey, I need some help and something's broke and I need to fix it. It's a red flag, that's a warning sign. And so I would say, men, whatever your squeak is, make sure it's known and get that fixed and find a safe place to talk about the stuff and get that out. And women understand that men are looking for a safe place. Can you be that safe place for your man or for your son? or for your daughter, but we need that. So that would be my last thought is um, be a safe place for the people that you care about. Again, brother, I appreciate you, man. Again, this is Jahari Collier, uh, podcast host and good friend. Um, his podcast is Adjusted Perspective. No, it's Adjusted Perception. Perception. Oh. <laughs> it's okay because the way that I look at it is like this is that. Adjusted Perception is a perspective change. So if you, I can change the way that somebody perceives something, I can change the way that they see it. And we got to change their opinion in order to change their thoughts. In order to change their thoughts, that's what it is. Change your thoughts in order to change your opinion. <laughs> We're working through this, people. We're working life. through it. We are. Um, again, I appreciate this, brother, man. I appreciate you so much, man. And I know that this will be a blessing to uh, the men that hear it. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you sharing your experience um, and just taking us through this and the willingness uh, to help and, and, you know, support other men by sharing your story. Um, I just want to I'm going to speak for you right now. You stop me if I'm if I'm if I'm not speaking for you in the right way. But um, I just want to say that uh, I think that we are both willing to hold space to have conversations, to be a safe place for um, any individual that is listening. Um, you know, I say it all the time. You can find me online at The Authentic Podcast on IG or The Authentic Exchange Podcast on IG or Twitter. You can reach out to me via email at the Authentic Exchange Podcast at gmail.com. Anything that you need that I can help, if you just need a listening ear, um, I'm here. I'm willing. Uh, Jahari, how can people reach out to you um, and connect with you? Uh, right now, you can connect with me on IG at Jville underscore boy, B-O-I. So it's going to be J-V-L-L-E underscore B-O-I. I believe that's what it is. And yeah. Look me up. You'll find me. I'm the only one out there that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> but soon we'll have adjusted perception sitting out there so everybody can reach me on that way also. Um, because the only way that we can change the way that we see something is to change our point of view. And our perspective has to be adjusted in order for us to see other things differently. Being stuck in the same place, you're only going to see it from that one direction. So be open to look at stuff from a different perspective. I appreciate you, bro. Until next time, I'll holla.